Howdy, Riffers. This is David Sanchez, and this is episode 42 of the Riffs or Die podcast for Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. As always, you can go to riffsordie.com to pick up some merch. You can hit patreon.com slash riffsordie to support the podcast beyond buying merch. And you can shoot me an email anytime at podcast at riffsordie.com. Let's riff. Happy censorship to you all. What's going on in the world today is absolutely mind-blowing in regards to censorship. Now, there is something that I did not touch on on the last episode, but happened to me a couple weeks ago. I gave a speech at the Aloha Freedom Coalition meeting, which is a liberty-minded group of people here on the island of Oahu and in the other islands here in Hawaii. And they asked me to speak about vaccine passports. And I uploaded the video of my speech to YouTube, and it got pulled down. So they gave me my first strike on YouTube, which made it to where I could not post anything or go live on YouTube for one week. And last night, I got my second strike on YouTube. Every time I've had a warning or a strike here, they have deemed my videos medical misinformation. They don't cite what I said that was medical misinformation. They just call it that. And whenever I've made an appeal, they say, sorry, we've reviewed your content again and confirmed that it's medical misinformation. You have a strike now. Good day. They never explain what it is that I said that was wrong. No details, no specifics, just, hey, you said something that we called medical misinformation. We're not going to tell you what you said that was inaccurate, but fuck you, we're removing your post, and now you can't post on YouTube for a couple weeks. So that's where I am right now. I'm currently in YouTube jail, so thanks a lot, Google. You're really protecting people out there. And I bring this up because, personally, it irks me that My content has been removed with no explanation of what I said that was misleading or false information to people. But on top of that, right now we have the federal government coming out and clearly stating that they are working with Facebook, collaborating with Facebook to identify and remove certain posts. So a lot of people have been making the argument, well, Facebook is a private company. They can do whatever they want. They can censor stuff, and that's not a problem. They're a private company. Well, that whole argument is now officially out the window. They are not a private company. If government is intervening and telling them what to remove, anything that goes against the official narrative is now sniffed out by the federal government, and they rat it out to Facebook and tell Facebook, hey, you need to remove this stuff, and then you need to promote this stuff over here. What I'm talking about was long considered conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat shit. But now it's not even a theory. The federal government has come out in the last week and said that they are doing this. This is real. It's not make-believe. It's not a theory. The press secretary for the Biden administration came out this past week, and said that they are collaborating with giant tech companies to censor things that the government doesn't want people hearing. 
When you have big business and government working together, that is textbook fascism. When big business and big government get in bed together to become an enemy of the people, that is practically the definition of fascism. It's also a very communist tendency as well. Joseph Stalin and Mao Zedong were experts at covering up facts and information that they didn't want people to know. So censorship and controlling the narrative, dictating what propaganda people are exposed to, is a tendency that is shared by fascists and by communists. You're not allowed to even express an opinion today without it possibly being censored from the internet. We're living in a time where we get to see right before our very eyes fascism and communism, kind of a blend of the two, blooming right before us. We're seeing it. It's happening right now. And there are no qualms about it. And don't make any mistake. This isn't conspiracy theory. You can look it up for yourself and see Biden's press secretary saying that they collaborate with Facebook. We're living in a really interesting time where the truth is literally under attack. Free speech is literally under attack. Another thing that Jen Psaki said, Jen Psaki is the Biden press secretary, she expressed the idea that you shouldn't get banned from one social media platform and be allowed on the other ones. If you get banned from one, you should be banned from all of them. You should be silenced. Effectively shut up. Now, this is the beginnings of totalitarianism. This is oppressive. This is fascist. This is communist. This is Orwellian. This is dystopian. It's happening right in front of our faces. And so many people either don't know, or if they do know, they don't care. Many people would still deem you a conspiracy theorist for pointing this out. I'm sure somebody will call me one. I've been called one many times in the last few months. I saw a great meme the other day. It said, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and real life? About six months. It seems like conspiracy theories these days are more like spoiler alerts. On riftsordie.com, I sell shirts and stickers and pins that say, think, it's not illegal yet. We're really edging closer and closer toward a time where thinking is going to be illegal. Right now, you're not allowed to say certain things without being censored from social media programs. And check this out. The Biden administration in the last week also said that they are going to be collaborating with cell phone providers, T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, all of the above, and more. They're going to be collaborating with them to start censoring text messages. So that's next, folks. It's not just social media. Soon they will be putting warning labels or possibly just destroying your communication with other people via text message. 
I can't help but think the next step after that is they're monitoring your phone calls. If you say the trigger words enough times, they'll just disconnect your call. Maybe they'll block communications between those two phone numbers indefinitely. This is where it possibly is headed. It's not outlandish to think that something like that could happen. They're openly saying that they're going to be censoring text messages. They're openly saying that they are collaborating with the big tech companies to censor what people say. This is tyranny. Soon enough, they'll be convicting people of thought crime, no different than in Orwell's 1984. The federal government of the United States has become the Ministry of Truth. In 1984, the Ministry of Truth is the department of the government that's responsible for the propaganda and censoring information. They rewrite history. They redact things from stories. They change the narrative of stories. That's what the fictional Ministry of Truth does in 1984. This is exactly what's happening right now in real life. In America right now, the U.S. government is collaborating with these big tech companies to essentially become the Ministry of Truth. Fuck people's freedom of speech. We need to control this narrative. If anyone goes against our narrative, erase them from the public discourse. Eliminate their voice. Don't let anyone be exposed to their dangerous ideas. Any idea that goes against what we're up to and what's going on, anything against the agenda and the narrative, is dangerous. (gasps) I'm so scared. Aren't you scared? Aren't you scared of being exposed to new ideas? Some people genuinely are. My mind has been blown this week at some of these revelations. And they're revelations that aren't even trying to be hidden. They're coming straight out and telling you that they're doing this stuff. When are people going to wake up and take notice of this? There's a song on the last Havoc record called Cosmetic Surgery. And the lyrics of Cosmetic Surgery, like many of Havoc's lyrics, have become very prophetic. Cosmetic Surgery is especially relevant to what I'm talking about right now. I wrote the song about cover-ups and rewriting history. My musical suggestion for this week is going to be Havoc V. Our last record has a lot of lyrics on it that are completely relevant to what's happening today. And I think it's well worth noting that our record was written before COVID-19 ever existed. If you haven't heard it in a while, or you've never heard it, or you've never paid close attention to the lyrics of V... Go listen to that Havoc album and pay special attention to the lyrics. So much of what I wrote into songs on that record has become our real situation. It's scary. I don't want the things I write about to be this 
accurate, this prophetic. Something else that's in the news right now that I found really fascinating is, well, for one, the Cuba thing. People in Cuba are taking to the streets to protest communism. They're protesting socialism. People in Cuba have had enough. They're taking to the streets and they're chanting, Liberty! Liberty! And the mainstream media is spinning it that the Cubans are upset that they don't have any Western vaccines. The mainstream media is spinning it like the Cubans are taking to the streets and protesting because they really want mRNA vaccinations. They're so upset that they don't have any jabs for COVID and their COVID numbers are spiking and that's why they're so upset that they're taking to the streets. They're not telling you the truth. These people are sick of living under communism. They're not taking to the streets so that they can get experimental medical treatments. They've had it with censorship, government tyranny, and not getting a fair shake at a free market. And lots of the other liberties that they see and they know Americans have. Obviously, it's debatable whether we have free speech at this point. Many of the amendments that are in the Bill of Rights are being trampled on right now. Really crazy times. Another thing that's noteworthy is in France, there's hundreds of thousands of people taking to the streets to protest COVID vaccine passports. I have friends in France. They wrote to me and told me that this is happening. So I heard about it before I saw any images of it. The president of France, Macron, said that at the beginning of August, they're going to start implementing a vaccine passport program where if you don't have proof of vaccination or proof of negative COVID test within 48 hours, you can't go to restaurants, bars, concerts, sporting events, or get on trains or airplanes. The people don't want this. They're taking to the streets, and they're saying the same thing. Liberty, liberty. They want freedom. They don't want to live under that kind of tyranny. Not a peep out of the mainstream media about it. And my friend who lives in France was saying that the government there is talking about mandatory vaccinations in October. I don't know if that's true. I'm not there, but that's just what I've been told from someone who lives in that country. Really, really interesting stuff. And the vaccine passport thing sounds like tinfoil hat conspiracy theory shit. But it's not, my friends. You can look it up for yourself. It's really going down. Next month, they're going to try to make vaccine passports a real thing. In practice, in reality. Not merely an idea. They're going to make it real. Hundreds of thousands of people at a time are taking to the streets to protest this. As they should. The coercion that's being created to try to get you to get jabbed is disgusting. It's disturbing. It's despicable. It's evil. 
I know I've said this before, but it really comes down to freedom or slavery. Which way do you want to go? The people that go along with this stuff, are you really into censorship and totalitarian principles? Or are you on the side of freedom and individual rights? Which side of history do you want to be on? Do you want to stand up for people's civil liberties? Stand up for freedom and freedom of choice? Or do you want to sit back, keep your mouth shut, and be on the side of the oppressors? Be on the side of tyranny? On the side of pure evil? The level of control that governments around the world are after right now is pure evil. 20 years ago, it would have been unthinkable. And look at where we are today. When are people going to wake up and recognize that the same governments that they didn't trust five years ago are the same fucking governments that are implementing all of this shit today? And so many people are just bending over and going along with it. It's truly horrifying as a thinking person who believes in individual liberty and believes in the idea of freedom and freedom of choice and freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of movement, the choice to carve your own path. As long as you're not harming anyone else, you should be free to do whatever you'd like. To me, I see these new power grabs as complete overreach. No question about it. My girlfriend and I binge-watched a show on Netflix that you all should check out. We watched all of the episodes in about three hours. It's called How to Become a Tyrant. And in this show, they go down the list of plenty of things that tyrants do to take power. One of the big ones was spread misinformation. Start censoring people who go against the mainstream narrative, the agenda that you're pushing. Cause mass confusion. And start stripping away people's civil liberties. There was one thing that they should have talked about in all of these episodes of this show, How to Become a Tyrant. They never touched on it whatsoever, and I found that very, very odd. But something else that tyrants always do when they're seizing power is to take away everyone's guns. Disarm the population. They never, ever mentioned it one time in that show. And I thought that was very interesting. Because that's one of the first things you do if you're taking over a country. You take away everyone's weapons. People are a lot easier to control if they have no way to defend themselves. But I highly recommend checking out that show. A lot of the stuff they talked about when discussing different tyrants and dictators, I already knew. But there was a ton of stuff I learned. In every episode, there was some things that I did not know. So... Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Learn from history. A lot of the things that they talk about on this show, How to Become a Tyrant, they do not teach you in school. In fact, most of the things I know about the people 
that they discussed in this show, I learned after being out of school. The craziest part about this documentary show was when they were talking about censorship and altering the facts and changing the narrative and manipulating people's minds. There were so many parallels to what is happening right now in the U.S. Hell, right now across the entire planet. The similarities were clear-cut. So many things that Stalin did, Hitler did, Mao Zedong did, Idi Amin did, North Korea did, Pol Pot did. So many of those things are happening right now. Right now. And it seems like tons of people are oblivious. They either don't know, or if they do know, many of them don't care. It seems to me that many people are acting like this. Government is doing a nefarious thing, and if you think that it's nefarious, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Instead of taking note of what's actually happening and calling it what it is. People know that government is doing fucked up corrupt things and taking away people's liberties. But they defend it because, oh, you know, we got to be safe. Better safe than sorry. You know, if you go against this, you're a terrorist. If you go against this, you're a conspiracy theorist and you're a grandma killer. Since when did asking questions or being skeptical of corrupt government entities make you an enemy? Oh yeah, that's right. When enough people were brainwashed to believe that government is benevolent and would never do anything to harm its own people. Right. Watch that TV show, How to Become a Tyrant. And then I would love to hear more about how governments would never do something like that. Cue my eye roll and sarcastic smile. Yikes. I'm just astounded at how many people's critical thinking skills are non-existent. Nobody has any questions about any of this stuff. Just go along with it. If you're against this, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're my enemy. What the fuck, people? We need to wake up fast. Because this shit is getting way crazy. And unless people push back on it, it's just going to get crazier. And not in a good way. Our government is literally telling us that they are fascists. Hey, we're collaborating with where you get your news to make sure that you only get the government-sanctioned news. For your own good. Wow. Am I the only one that sees a problem with this? Sometimes I feel like I am. (laughs) I know I'm not alone, but man, I get a lot of hate from people on the internet and people that have just bought the lies hook, line, and sinker as if asking questions about anything that's happening right now is malevolent. Well, I got some news for you, people. Asking questions is not malevolent. Asking questions is how we get to... Drumroll, please! 
the truth. Wow. What did they say? The truth will set you free? Hmm. Hmm. Does that mean that people who are opposed to the truth don't want you to be free? Are they possibly pro-slavery? Pro-oppression? Pro-tyranny? Pro-communism? Pro-fascism? Hmm. Really makes you wonder. Now, I've got one more potential strike that I could get on YouTube before my entire channel is erased. So if my whole channel gets erased, I will let you guys know, of course. And if that happens, I will uh, possibly start another YouTube channel. But I'm also looking into getting my videos uploaded somewhere else. I'm considering BitChute, I'm considering Odyssey, and I'm considering Rumble. Maybe I'll do all three of them. But if you guys use any of those please write in and let me know if you prefer any of those over the others and why. You can always shoot me an email at podcast at riffsordie.com. I'd love to know what you guys think. What are your favorite YouTube alternatives? Because clearly YouTube is way down with censorship and way down with fascism and communism. They don't give a fuck about your free speech. That is very obvious. So I'd like to move my content somewhere else. I just need to figure out where most people want to be finding it. I didn't say anything for a long time. I stayed silent on a lot of this shit for about a year. I was very, uh, very quiet about a lot of things when all this COVID stuff started going down. But so much time has passed now and it just becomes more and more obvious every day, every week, every month that they're fucking with us. They're seeing how far they can push this before people start pushing back. Well, I'm not down to sit back and just take this shit. I don't want this. I don't want to live in this kind of a society where people are committed of thought crime for having an independent thought. For having an opinion that doesn't agree with mainstream television networks. People will call me names. People will unfollow me. I don't give a fuck. Right now is when we need the truth to be told. We need truth tellers out there screaming from the rooftops. Anyone who is against the truth coming out or anyone who is against real, rational, logical debate taking place, you are enemies of progress. If you are against people speaking out against the mainstream narrative whether that's government or corporate-sponsored, or both, wink-wink. If you're down with that kind of censorship, you are the enemy of progress. You are not going to be on the right side of history. If the truth, if goodness, if liberty, if these things prevail... All of the people that were down with the censorship and down with lockdowns and mandates and this, that, and the other, you will go down in history as being no different than the Nazis that stood by and watched it all happen, let it all happen, just said, oh, I was just following orders. I was just doing what the government told me to do. That's the kind of stance 
that former Nazis took. Obviously, there are some stark differences between what happened in Nazi Germany and what's happening today. But to compare the two for having some similarities is completely reasonable and not crazy talk. Like I said, there are some clear differences between the two. I'm not saying they're identical. History doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. There are some things that are happening right now that rhyme with things that happened in the last hundred years in places that had totalitarian governments, i.e. China, Russia, Japan, Germany, Italy, Venezuela, Cuba, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Libya, Cambodia, Vietnam, North Korea, Uganda. Like, how many examples from history do you need to figure out that what is happening right now is a real slippery slope into something much more horrific? How many examples do you need? before you will wake up and understand that what we're seeing in this country right now is borderline totalitarianism. I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. The other day, I was talking to someone who's in Israel. Israel is one of the most vaccinated countries on the planet. And right now, they're having some big COVID spike. Most of the people there are vaccinated. And I asked this guy in Israel, what's the plan now? If most people are already vaccinated, what are you going to do with the COVID spike? He said that they're going to just start giving out a third jab. Booster shots. The first two didn't work, but just take the third one. I just saw a video of Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, talking about how they just struck a deal with Pfizer to get booster shots for their population for the next year and the year after that and possibly the year after that as well. The solution to the vaccines not working is to give more vaccines. Smart. Sounds really scientific. The other day a friend of mine sent me an article that's on zerohedge.com. The headline says, quote, This is worrying me quite a bit. End quote. mRNA vaccine inventor shares viral thread showing COVID surge in the most vaxxed countries. Right here, this guy, Dr. Robert Malone, a pioneer in the field of mRNA vaccines, shared a viral Twitter thread on Friday which lays out a disturbing trend. The most vaccinated countries in the world are experiencing a surge in COVID-19 cases, while the least vaccinated countries are not. Now, I ain't a good dang scientist, but to me, that sounds like the places that didn't get vaccinated aren't having a problem with COVID now. To me, that sounds like the vaccinated people are the ones that are so-called variant factories, not the unvaccinated. Like I said, I'm not a scientist, but I have the same medical credentials that Bill Gates has. 
So listen to me. If I talk like this, maybe I'll sound a little bit more trustworthy when it comes to talking about vaccines and viruses and population control. And, and my dad was a eugenicist that helped start Planned Parenthood. Oh, whoops, I wasn't supposed to say that last part. Wow. There's some really interesting stuff in this Twitter thread that this Dr. Robert Malone shared. And again, he is one of the inventors of the mRNA vaccines. So very clearly not an anti-vaxxer. One of the real interesting parts here, Cyprus, the country of Cyprus. The majority of people are vaccinated. They have the highest case count in the world right now. The country of Malta, highest vaccination rate in the Western world. Also currently one of the steepest inclines in cases you may have ever seen. Emirates, highest vaccination rate in the whole world. They just experienced their second highest peak since the pandemic began. Hmm, interesting. And this is the most interesting one that I saw in here. It says, but what about 100% vaccination rate? Well, here you go. 1,600 double-jabbed British soldiers on the HMS Queen Elizabeth. They even had hygiene rules and distancing, etc. Wait two months, one in 16 turns out to be infected. 100% of the people were vaccinated, and in two months, one in 16 of them had COVID. So please tell me more about how these vaccines are effective. They're really good at stopping COVID, right? Uh, doesn't seem like it. And that was posted by one of the inventors of the mRNA vaccines. Don't take my word for it. Look it up for yourself. It's on zerohedge.com. And the headline, again, is this is worrying me quite a bit. MRNA vaccine inventor shares viral thread showing COVID surge in the most vaxxed countries. But if you have any questions about the effectiveness of the vaccines, you're a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. Now, a lot of people will say that these jabs are not designed to prevent you from getting COVID. It's only to minimize the severity of of getting COVID. It's just there to keep you out of the hospital. Well, I saw something that was put out by the UK government, and it said that 40% of COVID hospitalizations are vaccinated people. I don't know about you, but to me, that seems like a lot of people winding up in the hospital for something that's supposed to, quote-unquote, effectively reduce the symptoms of COVID. 40% of the people winding up in the hospitals with COVID in the UK are vaccinated. Now, if they were really, really effective, I would expect that number was like 5%, 10%. But 40? It's almost half of the people that are hospitalized for COVID got the jabs. So what are we doing here? One other thing, since we're on this topic, here's an article talking about studies conducted by researchers at the University College London, the University of York, 
the University of Liverpool, and the University of Bristol appeared to confirm the widely held belief that the Wuhan virus does not present an overwhelming risk of death to children. That much we kind of already knew, but this is the part that's really crazy. Their studies have not yet been peer-reviewed, but what is that, four different universities in the UK collaborated to do this study? And they found that, here you go, five times more children committed suicide than died of COVID in the first year of UK lockdown. In the first year of lockdown in the UK, for every one child that died from COVID, five children committed suicide. You can stew on that one and come to your own conclusion about what it means. Crazy shit going on today, my friends. It's real wild, and I wanted to get this podcast out to talk about some of this shit because if I don't touch on it, it might slip through the cracks, and some of it sounds way crazier than what can be believed, but it's happening. It's all happening, folks, and it's all out there. A lot of it is not hidden. It's, uh, as they would say, hidden in plain sight. Some of these really evil plans are happening right in front of us. All you got to do is open your eyes and look. This week, there's a lot of really interesting things happening in the world that I felt like I needed to get off of my chest and get out into other people's ears for those of you who have not been made aware of some of this stuff. The mainstream media isn't talking about a lot of this, and (laughs) as we can see, if it made its way onto social media, much of it has been censored, I'm sure. Much of it has been removed. So here I am, trying to spread the word, trying to spread the ideas of freedom, individual liberty, and just having some self-responsibility. Largely, we can take care of ourselves. We don't need big daddy government coming in and telling us, what to put into our body, what not to put into our body, when we're allowed to go outside, when to cover our breathing holes, when we can go into a restaurant, when we can't. It's nonsense. So if you already knew about some of this stuff, sorry to harp on it for so long, but if this is news to you, please feel free to share this around. And look into this stuff. Please don't just trust what I'm saying. Look it up for yourself. The stuff I'm talking about here sounds almost too crazy to believe. Because it is fucking crazy. But it is real. You can look it up for yourself and find out that I'm not lying to you. Please do the research and don't just take my word for it. What do you guys think about this? Obviously, I'm not going to be on YouTube for a couple weeks, but... I want to know your thoughts. Give me some feedback on what we just discussed here. Shoot me an email at podcast at riftsordie.com. And if you feel so inclined, go on riftsordie.com, pick up some merch. And if you want to support the show beyond that, you can go to patreon.com slash riftsordie. We're doing another live Zoom hangout. It's a nice intimate conversation. You guys can ask me anything on there in real time. And we're doing it again on July 31st. If you want access to the Zoom Hangouts, you need to go on Patreon and sign up at the $10 level or higher. So again, 
my musical recommendation for the week is to listen to the Havoc album V and really listen to the lyrics. Because a lot of the things I'm talking about right now, things I post on social media, they're merely extensions of things I've already written songs about. Unfortunately, a lot of the things that I wrote have turned into reality a lot faster than I could have ever imagined. I know it's the album that the members of the band are the most proud of, and we all love what we put out, and we cannot wait to go on tour and play some of that stuff live. To everybody that's already listened to it or shared it with friends, thank you very much. Much appreciated on behalf of everybody in Havoc. I'm going to leave you guys with another quote from the legendary Bertrand Russell. This is yet another quote from his book, The Conquest of Happiness. I found this quote to be very relevant to what's going on in the world and what I just discussed on this podcast. He says, Each of us is in the world for no very long time, and within the few years of his life has to acquire whatever he is to know of this strange planet and its place in the universe. To ignore our opportunities for knowledge, imperfect as they are, is like going to the theater and not listening to the play. The world is full of things that are tragic or comic, heroic or bizarre, or surprising, and those who fail to be interested in the spectacle that it offers are foregoing one of the privileges that life has to offer. So pay attention, my friends. Enjoy the show. It is endlessly fascinating what we're observing today. There are a lot of moving pieces, but uh, I'm doing my best to keep track of them all. And I am endlessly fascinated by how peculiar the situation has gotten. It seems like every week it gets a little bit more crazy. And it is quite a show to observe for those that are willing to look at it. Anyway, I hope this message finds you well. Be excellent to each other, my friends. Stay vigilant and try to leave the world a little nicer than the way you found it. We'll be all right. Shoot me your emails, podcast at riftsordie.com. Feel free to go shopping on riftsordie.com. It's a great way to support the cause, and you'll get some cool merch out of it. I bid you adieu. Take care, everybody. (laughs) 